This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, and this is also Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston. And we had some colossal news in the world of the NFL as a bombshell detonated in Foxborough. Kaboom! Adios, Cam Newton. Maybe she's gotten vaxxed. Maybe. Uh, that might have helped the situation. <laughs> I don't know if that was a motivation and impetus, uh, but uh, you know, I'm just just tossing that out there, Brandon. Just tossing that out Uh-oh. there. It's, we we got to watch the watch the uh, watch the waiver wire, see if Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are next. Uh, well, that's that's true. Uh, or Carson Wentz, who's on the COVID list right now. Uh, you exactly. want to talk about insult to injury? That could be the case. Uh, of course, uh, naturally, all the Bishop Sycamore uh, jokes were abound this morning. That's who Cam Newton apparently is going to be playing quarterback for. Maybe he's actually going to be quarterbacking though for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but Brandon, you know, let's talk about Mac Jones here for a second. He now ascends into that starting spot for a franchise that looks like it's built to win. Uh, this defense has looked nasty so far in the preseason. Uh, we believe it's going to have a top five offensive line. You got Damian Harris there. You've got Ramondre Stevenson, who looked like a bulldozer throughout the entire month of August. Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, John U. Smith. Um, you know, for Mac Jones, let's let's tee it up this way. We've got updated player props at DraftKings Sportsbook, and the totals are 3,800.5 pass yards, minus 115 on the over, minus 115 on the under, and 23.5 passing touchdowns, minus 110 on the over, minus 120 on the under. Where are your guts, or your gut feelings thinking there on both of those player props? Mm, I think they're set pretty well. I mean, I yeah. like Mac Jones a whole heck of a lot, but this team is built to be ultra conservative and um, to run the ball because behind that offensive line, control the ball. You have the big tight ends there when they're both healthy. They'll be they'll be you know double barrel there in terms of twelve personnel. Um, so yeah, I think I would take the over on the yards because if if the quarterback's playing seventeen games, thirty eight hundred yards isn't a whole lot. Um, the 23 touchdowns seems right about right. I'd be like 23, 24. So I might just hedge slightly on the under there on the touchdowns, but I think it's going to be close. Yeah, I, I think it's very, very well set. Uh, the 3,800.5, not touching. No way. Uh, I think he's right there, like 3,700 to 3,900. And I actually uh, revamped a article, an article that I had for BallySports.com and you know, what I wrote it this morning before I saw this prop, I said he's 23 to 25 passing touchdowns. <laughs> it's a 20, and it's a 23 <laughs> right on the line. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there. So, I mean, maybe a slight lean to the over. Maybe it gets to 24. Uh, let's do an impromptu game ahead ahead for those super flex enthusiasts that are listening to the pod right now. Who would you rather have if you were drafting this upcoming week or weekend? Uh, would you rather have Mac Jones or your boy Tua? I would rather have Tua. I'd rather have Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones or Jameis Winston? Uh, Jameis Winston. Yeah, it's Jameis Winston for me. Mac Jones or Sam Darnold? Oh, gosh. I have these guys back-to-back right now. It's Sam Darnold. Just with the slight, just the way that defense is and the way the weapons are around him, I think there's higher ceiling for Sam Darnold. Yeah, give me Mac yeah. Jones. I just got trust issues with Sam Darnold. It could get ugly to hurry. Remember, he sees ghosts. And that's all that really thinking, matters. Thinking they're going to be calling PJ Walker time in Carolina this uh, year? Yeah, you never know, man. Uh, PJ uh, could, you know, pack a punch 
Uh, I Just a lot of peas. That's all I'm going to say over and over <laughs> again. Uh, so we'll see what happens down there in Charlotte. What about Damien Harris? Uh, where'd you move him up to in your ranks? Uh, I have him at 20, I believe. Mm, Let me double yep. check. But I gave him a solid bump because I think I was at 23 on him. So right now I am right behind Mike Davis with Damian Harris. I mean, the thing that's a win-win is Cam Newton being gone because the threat of Mac Jones playing, but Cam Newton coming in on goal line packages was bad for both Mac Jones's touchdown upside and Damian Harris's rushing touchdown upside. So now, man, Damian Harris could be a – you know, he could push eight to ten touchdowns, uh, you know, well over a thousand rushing yards. He's looking really good. Yeah, look, his prop at BetMGM right now is 825.5 rush yards. Oh, man, I'd love the over. Daddy want. Daddy, Daddy need. Daddy <laughs> gots to have it. Yeah, and I think he could push ten touchdowns. You're right, because Cam Newton, remember, led all quarterbacks in red zone carries of 42 last year, and he's, poof, gone out of the picture. So I've got him at RB21. I may be willing to move him up a little bit higher right now. And Ramondi Stevenson, I moved up to in, like, the late 30s uh, because yeah. he is going to get some work, and God forbid anything happens to Damian Harris. Good Lord. I mean, it would be all systems go for him as a you know likely top 20 running back. James White, I think, is in the 45 to 55 catch range. Uh, I think Jonu Smith gets a nice bump, too. I moved him up to tight end 12. Meanwhile, my guy, Jacoby Myers, with them beating the drum hard. I have, like, broken multiple skins. Uh, for you drummers out there, you know what I'm talking about because uh, my kids are drummers. And I-, I love the guy. That's how hard I've been beating that drum. And I think it's a minimum 75-catch season for him, Brandon. I really do. And, you know, working out of the slot, the new Julian Edelman, man, he's going to pay massive dividends. And he's right there in the wide receiver three conversation. You disagree? Uh, I do not disagree. I did not have him quite all the way up into the wide receiver three. Come on, you uh, coward. You can ranking, do it. But he is on the periphery for sure. All right. Well, there you go. Your rapid breakdown of the fallout of Cam Newton with Mac Jones, who had an 81.6 adjusted completion percentage of the preseason now ascending into the starter role. With that, let's get to it with another Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, the theme, and it's only appropriate enough because we call this a Fantasy Fast Track, Fast Starters in Fantasy Football this season based on the early year slate. And let's go ahead and start off with a guy who also just ascended into the top role for his team, and that is one Gus the Bus Edwards, Brandon. Unfortunately, pour it out for your boy, J.K. Dobbins. On IR, done for the year with that torn ACL. And you look at the early season slate for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, and Edwards could get out to a fast start. You're at Las Vegas, leaky defense. Uh, you're against Kansas City up front. Should be better, uh, but you know the identity of Baltimore. It's going to be ground and pound. And then you get Detroit. Oh, hello, hello, kitties. Uh, there in week number three, uh, arguably going to be one of the worst defenses in the league. So I think Edwards, a guy in eight games in his career in which he's had 15-plus carries, averaged 105.5 yards per game. He was RB11 in yards after contact per attempt last season, RB7 in breakaway run percentage. And I know Marquise Brown finally returned to practice yesterday, but he's been banged up. Rashad Bateman, of course, is not healthy. I mean, they're going to get back to doing what they do best. Heavy dose of Lamar Jackson on the ground. Heavy dose of Gus Edwards. And Tyson Williams, a guy that's got a lot of sleeper appeal here. But Gus Edwards, I wouldn't be shocked if he was a top 12 running back first three weeks of the regular season. Your thoughts? Yeah, and we both think that he's going to be pushing top 20 for the season. But, yeah, I mean, he's he's going to be good for, you know, 70 to 
plus yards every week, I think. And when you get Las Vegas in Detroit, you know, you got to defense can turn over. They can be better from year to year. But man, Las Vegas and Detroit were so bad last year against the run that even if they even any kind of improvement still probably going to make them in the bottom half of the league. Um, so, yeah, I like I said, where the volumes good there. And, uh, you know, they got the. Got the Bengals and the Chargers and a few other softies, even not far beyond, you know, yeah. the the first three weeks. So yeah, it's going to shape up for a good first half in general for for Gus Edwards. All right, you're drafting this weekend. Uh, who do you take, uh, Gus the Bus or your boy Josh Jacobs? Uh, I am still going to go Josh Jacobs. Uh, no, it's a, you it's, hate Josh Jacobs. I, I mean, do not hate, hate Josh Jacobs. Nobody is a disdain. No, no, do do not put words in my mouth. I do not hate him. I just prefer Gus Edwards here. That's all. That's. I mean, I got like I got Josh Jacobs at seventeen at my running back spot. Of course you you got him like 22 or something. That's hate. No, no. I've got Edwards at nineteen. I got Josh Jacobs at twenty. Uh, Miles Sanders or Gus Edwards. Uh, definitely Gus Edwards. Yeah, I'd say remotely close. Miles Sanders still going at RB18 in average drafts over last week. I don't get it. Uh, last one, DeAndre Swift, who's going at RB16, and there's question marks about his availability over the first couple of games this season, or Gus Edwards. Yeah, I'm kind of staying away from DeAndre Swift in general. I'm a little bit worried about that groin injury and Jamal Williams' presence. I will take Gus Edwards. Uh, it is indeed Gus Edwards for me as well. Number four. All right, marching on to another potential fast starter in fantasy land to begin the regular season. Let's go out west and talk about Trey Sermon of the San Francisco 49ers. Here are the first three games for the Niners in the regular season. At Detroit, yes, please. At Philadelphia, (laughs) Uh, again, yes, please. And they get the Green Bay Packers at home. Now, uh, we largely believe it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo as a starter now that Trey Lance has got a chipped finger. Uh, is that a pinprick? Did he get, like, the COVID shot in his digit or something? I don't know. Anyway, he's going to be out for a week. Uh, this, you know, again, I think Garoppolo's going to be the starter for at least the free, first three weeks of the season, and I think for a large chunk of the regular season. And it doesn't matter. What is the identity? What is the philosophy of San Francisco? You know, Matt Barrows has said, hey, we want to run down the throat of the opponents, maybe upwards of, like, 500 times this year. Uh, and even with Raheem Mostert working in tandem with Sermon, you know, he can get 11, 13 touches per game against Detroit and Philadelphia, and he could easily rush for 60, 70 yards and a touchdown behind a top 10 offensive line. So, you know, Sermon, though he's been in an RBBC or is expected to be in one, is a guy that I think he can step in and do some serious damage. Great fit, great downhill runner, force a missed tackle 28% of the time for the Ohio State last year, four-plus yards after contact per attempt. Not the fastest guy. But what have you and I constantly preached, Brandon, about 40-yard times and running backs? It doesn't matter if they fit the system. And he's a zone-blocking running back to a T. So I think Trey Sermon's going to come out smashing my man. And I think he's a good value right now in drafts. Uh, him and most are going you know, right there in the same spot. They have an identical ADP, believe it or not. It's 76.29 in best ball drafts over the last week. Yeah, I got to be honest. I would probably lean Mostert early if I had to choose between the two. And I'm yeah, I you could make that argument certain, for sure. Yeah, I mean, just out of the gates, maybe the first three weeks, Mostert gets the advantage. But you just look at, you know, you're right about the schedule off off the top for the 49ers. But if you just scan their line across the year, the second half, you're going to get in a you know in a relatively close 
close uh, vicinity, you're going to get Jacksonville, Minnesota, Cincinnati, Tennessee, and Houston, like as six of your final eight games of the regular fantasy season. So Trey Sermon, probably the guy I'd want for that stretch. For the first three, I'd take either, you know, honestly, you can be fine with either one of these running backs in those matchups because they like to use two backs. But I, I think you're absolutely right. They're going to get out of the gates early. I expect Garoppolo to be there, so there will be unlikely to be any growing pains at the quarterback position to mess with this, uh, you know, matchups that they have lined up here. So, yeah, all systems go for that backfield. All right, let's do a head-to-head. You're drafting again this weekend. Half-point PPR league. You're on the clock. Who do you take, Chase Edmonds or Trey Sermon? Uh, gosh, this is funny. I'm looking at my rankings. I got Mostert, Chase Edmonds, Trey Sermon it, right in a row. So I, yeah, I'm probably going Trey Sermon. This is one of those yeah. rankings uh-huh. decisions that I uh-huh. sometimes just make on the fly, fly. when you ask yeah. me these questions. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's the correct answer. It's Trey Sermon. <laughs> uh, Trey Sermon or Melvin Gordon? Trey Sermon, who I have one spot ahead of Melvin Gordon. I will go Trey Sermon. Last one, Trey Sermon or Ronald Jones. Trey Sermon. That's a three-headed monster in that Tampa Bay backfield. Is it a monster? Uh, yeah. It's more. Uh, it's more mouse-like, I think, than monster. <laughs> a lab rat? I don't know. Are you call Leonard Fournette a mouse? Uh, yes, very much. Uh, of mice and men, and that is certainly the case with Leonard Fournette, but not our guy, Trey Sermon. Number three. All right. Next up here in Fast Starters. On the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast, uh, let's go to another young running back with a ton of promise, and it's Javante Williams of the Denver Broncos. Now, he's going to be working in tandem with Melvin Gordon for an unknown distribution of touches. Now, he was a healthy scratch, the final preseason tune-up, and a lot of people are speculating, well, this is an indication Javante Williams is going to be the starting running back. Now, we had heard rumblings. We did hear whispers earlier this summer that – Javante Williams would indeed be the starter. Maybe that is the case. But what does starter really mean? What really matters is how many touches. What is the opportunity share that he registers? And it could be 55-45 in his favor. He could also be on the low end of that 55-45 split. But it doesn't matter because here's who the Broncos open up with. The Giants on the road, the Jags on the road, and the Jets. Now, the Jets, I think, actually have a respectable formidable front. That is the strength of this team, and Robert Saleh is obviously going to maximize that uh, with his defensive coaching. But the first two games, you know, Williams, even if he is playing second fiddle, could strum a sweet fantasy tune, Brandon. Remember, he forced a missed tackle with North Carolina last season on 48.4% of his touches, which is otherworldly. So he's got jukes for days. He's got the power as well. He's got decent hands. Uh, even on 12 to 13 touches, man, uh, I mean, you could be looking much like Sermon, 60, 65 yards in those first couple of contests, potential touchdown as well behind an improved offensive line as long as Teddy Bridgewater can be a serviceable game manager. Javante Williams, a lot of flex appeal. Your thoughts? Yeah, and Denver and, and San Francisco have a lot of parallels in which, you know, in the kind of conservative offense they're likely to run and the good defense and the split backfield. The thing is, is I feel better about Javante Williams out of the gate getting, you know, appreciable touches than I do about Trey Sermon. I, I still feel Sermon's going to be solid out of the gate, but I think Javante Williams really could conceivably have a, a slight majority of the touches over Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's missed much of the preseason. Javante Williams, they they said they, they know what they have in him. They let him sit out the final preseason game. 
kind of angling towards them getting him up and running early in the season. And yeah, so yeah, I feel good about Javante Williams to start things off. Shockingly, Javante Williams, again, searching best ball drafts over last week, he is up to RB21 at 49.07 wow. in terms of ADP. I mean, that's a, a huge jump. A lot of confidence. Uh, that's a little too rich for my blood. Me but, too. But let's go ahead and, and do a little head-to-head here. Javante Williams or Mike Davis? Oh, definitely Mike Davis. Yeah, Mike Davis just getting disrespected, and it's pissing me off. Uh, he's still at RB25 yeah. and ADP, and I don't get it. Uh, Miles Gaskin or Javante Williams? Getting closer, but I think I'm still leaning Miles Gaskin. I'm still leaning Gaskin as well, especially if it's a half point or full point per reception league. Last one, Daryl Henderson or Javante Williams? Ugh. I got to consult my rankings for this one. <laughs> see here. I'll go uh, while you're pondering or searching. Uh, I'm 100% going to go Javante Williams. Yeah, right now I have Henderson one spot ahead of Javante. I probably. Oh, man, that might be one of those rankings changes on the fly as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I personally would rather roster Javante Williams and, and root for Javante Williams and Daryl Henderson. So probably going to have to make that move. Uh, Brandon making tweaks yet again on the fly uh, on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track. Number two. All right, let's go to quarterback here, Brandon, and toss a player out that a lot of people are constantly disrespecting. Um, you know, I was looking at the coverage and, and tracking of Hurricane Ida, uh, and you know, our thoughts are with the people in Louisiana as they're cleaning everything up. But you know, one thing uh, that what made me smile actually uh, was that people were you know shopping, trying to get as much you know dry goods they possibly can, bottled water, except for Dasani. They were refusing to buy Dasani. That's how much people hate Dasani bottled water. And I feel that Baker Mayfield has a similar vibe. People are, people are just turned off by him unnecessarily. He's like the Dasani of fantasy football, and I don't really get it. I mean, he had 26 touchdowns last season. He was QB8 in red zone completion percentage. He's got a healthy Odell Beckham Jr. He's been making one-handed grabs in practice. Uh, he was a respectable QB17 finish in overall fantasy scoring, and listen to his schedule to begin the year at Kansas City, exercise the demons from the playoffs last year, Houston and Chicago. And I can tell you right now, the Bears secondary, no bueno. From what I saw, first stringers in the preseason, we know that Houston's going to be a bunch of pushovers, and there could be some pew, 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 shoot out appeal against Kansas City. So, again, one of those guys I could see coming out, having a string of multi-TD efforts with 260-plus yards and maybe – you know, ranking inside the top 12. So it could be Baker, Baker, touchdown maker early on. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm kind of not in the, uh, you know, big Baker Mayfield fan crowd. Um, Except for his but, commercial acting. You you did say oh, it improved God. last year. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Here's the deal with Baker. Um, seven games in which he had one or less touchdown that was combined rushing and throwing. Um it's a very conservative offense. He was a high efficiency on his touchdown passes, yes, but uh, 3,500 yards and 16 games played, not a big number. There are some games where he's just going to be game manager and not do a whole lot. But he, you know, we saw him take advantage of some matchups in a huge way last year. So what we're talking about, getting off to a fast start against some weak defenses, he can do that. My only problem with is that the defense, if the team is is too weak and they get ahead, they just 
yeah, sit on the ball with yeah, Nick Chubb and Kareem, Kareem Hunt. So I'm a little bit I'm a little bit worried. You got to have a team that's able to to blow by blow with them on offense to keep Baker pushing the pushing the aerial attack a little bit more. Well, we can only hope that Matt Nagy uh, come you know <laughs> week three makes the appropriate decision and inserts uh, Justin Fields in the starting lineup. And here's the other good news uh, with Baker Mayfield: uh, those two home games. The weather should actually be outstanding. <laughs> Unlike yeah. last year, where like, like every home game was a wind event, uh, you know, rain, sideways, snow. I mean, it was abominable for him. So hopefully, he'll have uh, idyllic conditions in weeks two and three there along the shores of Lake Erie. Number one. All right, last fast starter on the list, and a guy that has been rising up the ranks and rapidly so. Terrace Marshall, rookie out of LSU, uh, formerly of those Tigers, now a member of the Carolina Panthers. And according to Extreme Optimist, a guy that's been giving off Justin Jefferson like vibes, his first three games of his NFL career the Jets, the Saints, and the Texans. And the Saints are looking like they're going to be vagabonds. Early on this season, uh, probably going to be playing home games in Dallas weeks one and four. But, you know, I have to wonder if that's going to be a major distraction due to the fallout from Hurricane Ida. But, man, Marshall had himself a preseason, Brandon. On 12 targets, caught nine balls for 181 yards and a touchdown. Averaged a ridiculous 20.2 yards per catch. A man dazzled. Uh, he's long. He's lean. He's athletic. He's locked into the slot where Curtis Samuel posted the 25th most valuable fantasy football line in a half point PPR setting a season ago. You know, I think he's a five to seven touchdown candidate. I think the yards are going to be suppressed somewhat, but he's somebody that could really storm out of the gate here, knowing he's got the soft secondary of the Jets and the Texans in particular. And we'll see about the Saints overall and how they react being on the road and away from home from all these weeks. So Terrace Marshall, a guy that you were stealing late in drafts, could come out with guns a-blazing. Yeah, he's like he's the latest DK Metcalf, just first-round talent wide receiver that shouldn't shouldn't have dropped into the second round. And so Carolina got a steal. He's been a star in the preseason, keeps making plays. You know, you don't like – you don't like, uh, you know, the idea of him being a number three receiver, but somehow with Teddy Bridgewater and 15 touchdown passes last year, you mentioned Curtis Samuel's production. They had three top 25 wide receivers on this on this team, despite, you know, a bit of a stunted uh, upside by the quarterback in Carolina. Again, I think Sam Darnold raises that ceiling a little bit. Terrace Marshall should be solid. And good lord, if Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore gets hurt, uh, oh. watch out for this guy because oh. he could go. He could go to the moon. Oh man, I'm getting aroused just thinking about that possibility. Mm-hmm. If it did happen, Brandon, let's go rapid fire head to head. You got to draft this weekend. Half point PPR. You're under the gun and on the clock. Terrace Marshall or Jacoby Myers. Oh man, let me look. Let me look. This is tough. Uh, I got Jacoby Myers ahead of him. Well, that again, there's only w- one answer here. It's Jacoby Myers. A Terrace <laughs> Marshall or Elijah Moore? I have Terrace Marshall. Uh, last one, Terrace Marshall or Marvin Jones? I have Marvin Jones. I think a good one's Terrace Marshall or like Michael Gallup. Two uh, two number three receivers. Uh, I have those I'll guys back Gallup. to back. I'll take Gallup. Yeah, I have, Gall- I have Gallup ahead of him. Too. And I, I would also take Marvin Jones. Oh, what about Michael Hardman and Terrace Marshall just for S's and G's? 
Uh, I will take Terrace Marshall. I will, too. I think people are overdrafting me, Cole Harriman. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Pod. Please follow Funson on Twitter, at Braden Funson. Follow me there, at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And until next time, adios, amigos!